Oh, just another night that ends in pain. What is new with NBA DFS? Welcome. My name is DK. We're here to talk about this nine-game NBA slate. Looks like a pretty good one. Um, good size slate. My favorite slates to play usually those five to ten gamers. So excited for this one. Um, if you guys are a first-time viewer, again, cover content NFL, NBA, as well as prize picks. If you guys are playing the NFL uh, slate this weekend, make sure to check out my video. And again, the sponsor is Prize Picks. Got hooked in basically every play today, so that was no fun. We'll talk about Pirtle getting in massive foul trouble in a second here. That's just so incredibly tilting. But um, they are the sponsor. You can use the code DKDFS. That'll give you 100% match up to $100. So take advantage of that free money. It's fun. Again, you build player props. So a lot of different sports. Give it a try. Also linked down below. All right, guys, let's recap uh, tonight. So just incredible pain here. It's incredible pain. Um, Jakob Pertl is my big, like, flag plant. He was the guy I was just all over tonight. Now, I knew he was not going to be super low. But, yeah, Pertl was the guy that I was like, all right, I love Jakob Pertl tonight. And in the first quarter, he had, like, 20 fancy points. And got in massive foul trouble to bail out the faders. Three quick ones. You better believe three quick ones in the second quarter. Early in the second quarter, too, might add. Start the second half. How about number four right away? How about Pirtle not coming back until like five minutes to go in the fourth quarter? Better believe that happened. How about this? How about me absolutely nuking Jakob Pirtle over 12 and a half points everywhere? Just everywhere. Insane units on Jakob Pertl, 12 and a half points. And he has eight points through the first quarter. I'm thinking this is free money. Free money. Free money. Massive foul trouble and hooks me. Finishes with 12 points. Loses 10 plus minutes. Talking about just incredible pain. Just incredible pain. So going over the rest of my lineup, uh, Drew Holiday, Seth Curry, uh, Hart, Boucher, Portis, Lillard, uh, Ben Simmons, and Jakob Pertl. So I was really banking on Jamal Murray not playing. Usually when a player gets a midday downgrade like Kyrie Irving, they don't end up playing. So I'm thinking, okay, I can get Bruce Brown at way lower ownership than he should be. If Jamal Murray gets rolled out, of course, Jamal Murray ends up playing. I pivot to Josh Hart. Josh Hart does nothing. That's just no surprise. Um, I ate the chalk with Drew and Seth Curry and Bobby Portis and Damian Lillard and Ben Simmons. They all smashed besides Portis. Um, you know, I've mentioned a few times that Portis has has had a lot of letdown games recently here with Giannis out. Um, and then, yeah, I was debating Boucher versus Achua as uh, my contrarian value play. Really liked both as contrarian values. Um, unfortunately, Boucher was a bit of a bust, uh, and Achua had a really good game. Um, the one positive today is I did take over a, over Achua, four and a half rebounds. So that was nice over on BetMGM, running really hot over there. But uh, yeah, just just incredible pain, man. Incredible pain with the Pirtle. Like, Pirtle would have won for like 50-plus this game if he didn't get in foul trouble. So, oh, man. So, so tilted about, tilted about that and Jamal Murray playing. Like, come on. Can you just, can I just run good once? When I leave a spot, can the player actually just not play? Painful, man. As, as NBA DFS is usually, like, usually your night ends in pain, but just, like, pain, pain, pain. 
Okay, so let's talk about, let's move on to this nine-game slate. We'll start off with Washington and New York. So the big news here is Bradley Beal. He's currently questionable. If Brad Beal doesn't miss, if Brad Beal doesn't play, Porzingis and Kuzma get a bump. We saw a pretty big game from Porzingis last game against the Warriors. Um, and then Kuzma obviously uh, gets a bump as well. Both would be firmly in play, in my opinion. Monte Morris, DeLon Wright would split the point guard duties. Both had good games last game. You saw 43 from Monte Morris. DeLon Wright also saw a minutes bump and played some alongside Morris, played 28 minutes total. So I think those two guards would be intriguing plays if Beal's out. The rest of Canada's there. I mean, Gafford, Rui, Denny, they're playable. I guess if Gafford continues to start, he probably would be my favorite option. But the minutes have ticked down on him a bit of late. Moving on to New York, pretty easy team to talk about. They're going to play massive minutes. Randall, Brunson, um, they both should play around 40 minutes. Like the matchup for them. So I think both are pretty good options. RJ Barrett, well, he played 49 minutes last game, but when I played him and needed just 20 points to go over prize picks, you better believe he got in foul trouble and only played 32 minutes. Come on, man. There's just no one runs worse. It's literally etched in stone. There's no one that, that runs worse than me. Yeah, RJ Barrett, 6'6", um, probably plays a lot. I mean, his minutes have been a little bit up and down. Like this game, he didn't get in foul trouble, only played 27 minutes, but... Um, if he, if you told me Arjun Barrett's going to play 40 plus minutes, I think he would be my favorite play in the Knicks. I'm not hundred percent convinced he gets those minutes based on, you know, recent games, Mitchell Robinson at five, five should play mid thirties minutes. If he can stay out of foul trouble, um, like his ceiling, don't think there's anyone else I'm interested in. I mean, quickly off the bench feels a bit pricey. Grimes should still get decent minutes, but he's just not doing a ton with them. So we want to do Atlanta. Dallas, not the best matchup here for Atlanta. Young, Murray, playable in tournaments. Neither really stand out. Tapala, Okongu, they'll split the center minutes. Um, don't think I can get to either at their respective price points. Donovich feels priced right. DeAndre Hunter should play a lot. I guess he's fine in the mid-range, but there's really nothing that I, that I love here for Atlanta. On the Dallas side, a little bit different. Luka Doncic, let me just, let me just, let's just, let's just get this uh, out of the way. I played Luka Doncic here. I played Luka Doncic here. I faded him here and was looking great against the Lakers. All I needed was the game to end double overtime for the Droolers. But when I play Luka, he's not playing the fourth quarter. No. I've literally gotten an average of 40 fancy points the last two times I've played Luka. But when I fade, yes, sir, double overtime in 70 minutes. Price could come down, though, Luka, and I like the matchup. I think he looks really good at the top. Um, the mid-range guys with Wood and Dinwiddie, I think Wood is still playable at 8-6. Should play a ton. Dinwiddie feels a little bit pricey. I think Reggie Bullock's going to start and play a lot. I think he's a fair value play, but he's not going to do a ton when he's out there. Um, Dwight, I think they're probably assuming that... Uh, let's see. Oh, so Dorian Finney-Smith is expected. All right. So I want to see he's questionable what what kind of the minutes are going to look like if he's back and good to go no no limit then i think dorian finney smith looks looks like a solid play but if he's back that's going to make the secondary options like hardy bullock powell look uh riskier so that's actually pretty important if dorian finney smith is out then i think you could take a shot in Jaden hardy played very well at the bench last game um like could maybe take a shot in dwight powell too so that that news is pretty important indiana and oklahoma city I'm just, I'm ready. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for pain, man. Ready for pain. They can't keep getting away with it. They can't. So while I think TJ McConnell is in play, my opinion, he's going to be way over-owned tomorrow. 
way over-owned. On average, been playing mid-20s minutes off the bench. You could not expect him to average like three fancy points a minute. And McConnell is a decent point-per-minute guy. But this is just one where I have a pretty good feeling he's going to be popular tomorrow. And if he is, I'm fine fading. And if he goes for 50-plus fancy points in like 24 minutes, then you're just going to see me extremely tilted on Twitter. That's simple as that. Really simple as that. If everyone's going to play McConnell, I'm just going to rather play Andrew Nemhard at a fraction of the ownership, the actual starter who we can expect more minutes from. We've seen a couple big games from Nemhard. Don't forget, that game against the Warriors, a couple other games, like, he does have a ceiling. So, I'm just going to take that stand. If McConnell smashes again at giga ownership, like I said, you're just going to see me on full tilt mode on Twitter. Really that simple. That simple. The rest of the Pacers. Uh, Miles Turner, 7-1. Really like his ceiling. No Halliburton gets a bit of a bump. Um, one for 53 fancy points in 36 minutes. Yeah, I like some Miles Turner. Healed, Matherin, they should get a lot of run. Um, Heald played 38 minutes last game, but when I played Buddy Heald, you better believe he went for 11 fancy points. Yes, sir. Uh, Benedict Matherin, 5-6. You know, his myths become a little bit more in question, so I think I give the edge to Heald over Matherin. Aaron Naismith's 4-2. Should see mid-20s minutes. He's just kind of there for me. Don't really think I'm going to get anyone else. Um, Jalen Smith probably backs up Turner. You probably see uh, rotation minutes for Duarte and Brissett, but don't think I'm going to get to anyone else. In Oklahoma City, it's really just the two guards in Shea and Giddy that I like. Um, the ceiling's clearly there. The, the you know, SGA's been not having the best games of late, but it's because Josh Giddy's been really taking over. 50-plus fans points in three of the last four games alongside SGA. So, um, Giddy at 7-5, still firmly, firmly in play, as well as SGA. It'll be interesting to see what the ownership is, though, on those two Oklahoma City guards. Not a ton else. I mean, if you land on Jalen Williams or Lou Dort, that's fine. I mean, Jalen Williams' minutes have ticked up a little bit of late. Lou Dort, if he plays mid-30s minutes, that's fine. But I don't think I'm going to mess with the front court. Like, whoever starts the five, it's just, I just don't want to deal with that headache on this slate. Cleveland and Memphis. So Donovan Mitchell is out. I can't wait to get let down by Darius Garland and Karis LeVert again. Um, but yeah, these two look way better with Mitchell out. Um, Lavert should start, should play a lot. Darius Garland should be the clear go-to guy offensively. They both look really good here. I like the front court. I think they're safe. You know, Jared Allen, Evan Mobley, these guys should play mid-30s minutes. They both do have a ceiling. I like the ceiling a little bit more with Jared Allen than Mobley, but front court I think looks pretty good. Not a ton else here. Kevin Love, always someone you can take a shot in in tournaments. Ricky Rubio did play 17 minutes last game. Hasn't really done a ton, but... Um, his minutes are slowly ticking up. Uh, don't think I'd get to him yet. And then Shetty Osman probably enters the rotation with um, with Mitchell out. But with Ricky Rubio there, I'm not as confident with Shetty's minutes. So, like, if this was just a couple weeks ago before Rubio returned, I actually would be pretty interested in a min-price Osman. But I don't know what the minutes are going to look like here with Rubio there. All right, moving on to Memphis. So, not the best matchup here, but... I like Ja Goat Morant. Um, had a massive game in three quarters last game against Phoenix. He can do it. It doesn't matter the matchup. So, yeah, Ja looks good at the top. If you want to try to take a shot in Triple J or Bane in tournaments, that's fine. These guys do have ceilings. Steven Adams should play around 30 minutes. Relatively safe play. But outside of the main guys, there's really not much here. Miami, New Orleans. Um, Kyle Lowry is questionable, so we'll keep an eye on that news. As far as the rest of the Heat go, um, I like Bam probably the most at 8.8K. Just should play a ton. You know, has a pretty high floor, high ceiling. Jimmy Butler, been a little bit up and down, but uh, I think he's playable. And then Tyler Hero is 7'3". 
I'm only played 31 minutes last game. I think his minutes will go back to normal. If you give me like 38 minutes from Tyler Hero here, um, I do like his ceiling of Lowry's out. So keep an eye on the Lowry news and keep an eye to see if we have any sort of news if, if Hero is still on a limit. Uh, but I don't think there's a ton else. Old Depot, Struis, Vincent, eh, probably not going to go there. Moving on to New Orleans, not the best matchup here for the Pelicans, but some guys that are in play, CJ McCollum, Still leading the offense, still a guy that has high ceiling. The minutes have ticked up on JV of late, um, 30, 35 minutes. Um, if he continues to play, you know, 30 plus minutes, he is underpriced here. It's just not the best matchup. And there's still no guarantee in the minutes. Like we have seen games where JV only plays like 22, 21 minutes. So still, I think more of a tournament only play. I think the wings are your safest bets right now with Herb Jones doubtful. You should get mid 30s minutes from Najee Marshall, a guy that can stuff the stat sheet. Murphy been playing much better of late because I haven't played him, but I played him infinite times at no ownership these games, and then he's just finally playing well when I don't have him. But the two wings, I think, are your best bets, and then Alvarado too played 34 minutes off the bench last game, so um, the value plays for the Pelicans I think look decent. Even Dyson Daniels started and played 29 minutes, so Daniels, Alvarado, Marshall, Murphy, probably the easiest guys to get to. Charlotte and Houston. Well, this is a very appealing game. You got two teams that play fast, two teams that play no defense. Um, yeah, no Oubre, Gordon Hayward doubtful, Cody Martin doubtful. I think LaBella Ball stands out as one of the best bunups in the slate. He's going to be popular, but for good reason. He looks really good. Rogier at 7-4, I think firmly in play. Should play 35 to 40 minutes, does have a ceiling. And I like the front court too. Mason Plumlee has been playing extremely well of late. Um, does feel a bit underpriced here. And then I think Peach of Washington also looks pretty good at 5.5. They're just playing a lot of minutes right now. So I really like the Charlotte Hornets team. I even think McDaniels is a pretty good play. At 26 real-life points last game, and that was a bit of an outlier, but you probably get around 30 minutes from him at a sub-5K price point. Off the bench, I don't know if I trust the backup bigs. They've been going back and forth like Richards and Mark Williams. I just don't think I want to risk a DNP. Dennis Smith Jr., good play, low 20s minutes. I guess he's viable off the bench, but that's probably it on the Houston side. So, depends on Kevin Porter Jr., if Kevin Porter Jr.'s in, there's really not a ton that I think stands out, even though I like the matchup. If KPJ's out, then things change. Then Green and Sangoon become in play. I don't love the price points on either, but I mean, you saw the ceiling from Sangoon when they run the offense from 70 fantasy points. I mean, I've been saying it all year. You guys know I've been on, like literally all year long with Sangoon. And Jalen Green, um, you know, he'll do more ball handling. He'll get more shots up. So he would look better too. And then these value guys would look pretty good. KJ Martin, you know, would start and play around 30 minutes. He'd be a good value. Eric Gordon gets a usage bump. Um, he would look pretty good. Jabari Smith would be viable at 5-4. And then even, you know, you could take shots like Tate Easton. Those guys would play close to 20 minutes off the bench. But if Kevin Porter Jr. plays, then I think it's just all tournament plays. You know, KPJ, Greens, and Goon, I think would all be viable in tournaments. But I don't think there'd be any standouts here for Houston. And then uh, moving on to the Clippers. So this is one where... I think that both Kawhi Leonard and Paul George don't play here. Back-to-back, Paul George has been out for a while. We haven't seen Kawhi Leonard play back-to-back yet on the road. So just throwing this out there, I think it makes some sense to, to bet the Jazz here. I don't think you're going to see Kawhi and Paul George. I could be wrong in that. I could, but I think both sit. So with that being said, Clippers are where we could get value uh, tomorrow. Um, so let's just assume really quick, if Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are out, then Mann, Paul, Morris, Reggie Jackson, Nick Batum, Robert Covington, these guys all really stand out. Zubach as well. Like, starting lineup would probably be Mann, Coffee, 
Morris, Zubach, Batum. So they seem to want to bring Powell off the bench. I think they'll keep Bryce Jackson off the bench. So I think that would be the starting lineup, actually. Um, Amir Coffey gets like spot starts here and there. Um, but yeah, the main interest would be Powell, Mann, Zubach, Morris, Batum, Reggie Jackson, Covington. Those guys all look really, really good if Paul George and Kawhi both sit. If Paul George and Kawhi both play, then it's just like, eh, there's nothing that stands out to me. I think you can take shots in the, in the two wings in, in Kawhi and Paul George, but they both feel a bit pricey. Zubach, always someone you can consider too. But um, yeah, the big news is keep an eye on that. So I, I don't think it's the worst idea, again, to bet the Jazz here because I don't think those two play. I right, move on to the Jazz. Lloyd Markkinen, big news. Questionable. Um, if he cannot go, it's going to make Utah look pretty good here. Jordan Clarkson and the rest of the starters get a pretty big usage bump. Of course, Clarkson had a letdown game last game, right? I just needed a decent game from him. Walker Kessler, someone that I have on all my best ball teams. Um, yeah, he's looking really good of late. Also, a great rebounder, good point for a guy. If he continues to play around 30 minutes and Markkinen's out, I think he really does stand out. Mike Conley, if there's no Markkinen, I think it's a pretty safe play at 5'3". Vanderbilt, Beasley, Sexton. These guys all look better if Markinen is out, right? Just a lot of usage to go around. So this whole team's going to look pretty good if Markinen is out. If Markinen is in, then I still like Kessler. I still think Clarkson and Conley are playable. And then Markinen himself would be viable in tournaments at 9-4. Minnesota, Denver. Anthony Edwards, questionable, but I expect him to play. He's been questionable last couple games. Gobert, on the other hand, I don't think plays. Um... He was questionable last game, gave it a go for five minutes and couldn't return. It's only been a couple days, so I don't think he's going to be available. And then Torian Prince, questionable. I think he will play. So with that being said, I think Anthony Edwards, D'Lo are pretty good tournament plays. The price is still a little bit too cheap at, at Ant. D'Lo, 6'8", um, should play over you know 35-ish minutes. So those two do look pretty good. Slow-mo, I think it's a relatively safe play. Had a big game last game, uh, but that was a bit of an outlier. And then the front court... If Gobert can't go, I really like Nas Reed. My only concern here is Nas Reed is super foul prone and will be defending, oh yeah, Nikola Jokic. So, right? But if Nas Reed can stay out of foul trouble, he is a smash play here. If he gets in foul trouble, the issue is, I think they'll run a combination of bigs off the bench. I think they'll throw Garza some minutes. I think they'll throw Nathan Knight some minutes. So, don't know which way they would go. Both saw Mets last game, which again, worries me because... I would rather have it just one of those guys in the rotation, but if both play, then it makes it hard for me to recommend either of them. And the rest of Minnesota, McDaniels is foul prone, but he'll play 30 plus minutes if he stays out of foul trouble. The minutes have ticked down on the well of late, but he's still someone you can take a shot on in GPPs. On the Denver side, I mean, Jokic looks good. Uh, he's going to look a bit better if Gobert doesn't play. Um, yeah, I think the only worry would be if Gobert doesn't play is potential blowout here, but Jokic looks phenomenal. I think Jamal Murray's a bit too cheap here at 6.5. What, he was 7.6 today, right? Now he's only 6.5. So like Jokic, like Murray, I think Gordon, MPJ are viable options. Um, but yeah, the, the main guys for Denver, I think, look pretty good. And finally, Sacramento and the Lakers. This is another pretty appealing game. Late night hammer. Again, two teams play fast. Very little defense. My boy Sabonis has been super, super consistent. He should play 35 to 40 minutes. He'll give you a double-double. Um, he'll probably give you, you know, six to eight assists. Um, love the spot for him. Like I said, I really like Sabonis here in Fox, a bit more up and down, but the ceiling is there and the price point's reasonable at eight, three Barnes, Herder, Murray, all playable on the wing. You want to take a shot at Malik Monk for tournaments. That's fine. The minutes have ticked down on him a bit of late, but again, if he shoots well, they will extend him a bit and he does have a ceiling. So he's just always someone that has some interest in for tournaments. 
And finally, the Lakers, LeBron James questionable. I think he'll play. I mean, he's been questionable the last couple games with this ankle soreness, and he's given it a go. Assuming LeBron plays, I like LeBron. Um, I don't think he's like a smash play at 11-5, but still a spend up I think is interesting. Westbrook, more of a turn, only play at 9K. Um, should play low 30s minutes off the bench. The minutes have ticked down on Bryant. He's also dealt with some foul trouble. So he's a pretty risky play. If you think they continue to close with Wendy and Gabriel, you can take a shot on him at 4-6. Schroeder, just indifferent on him at 5-5. Five, five. Um, Value-wise, a couple guys I'll mention. Pat Bev, Troy Brown, um, playable. Pat Bev should see mid-20s minutes. Troy Brown been playing a good amount. Not an exciting play, but he is 3.9K. And then you'll see uh, rotation minutes for Kendrick Nunn off the bench. A relatively high usage play when he's on the court. So another viable tournament play. So that is going to do it for the nine-game slate, guys. Again, if you have been enjoying, just make sure to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. Let's hope tomorrow night does not end in pain.